coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. So now you've gone out and gotten into debt and, and invested in some into something for someone and they don't know how to receive that. Now you're rejected and you're upset because I did this to make you happy. Well, that won't make me happy. You know why? I don't even know what's going to make me happy. All I know is that's not going to do it. Because I don't know what happiness is. Now get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is Lisa Dalton and welcome to the Finding Peace Within podcast. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. Let me first thank you for listening to the podcast. I know there are many, many podcasts out there that you can be listening to, but you chose to listen to the Finding Peace Within podcast. Now, the Finding Peace Within podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do you do that? You do that by studying the word of God and doing the necessary things that you need to do in order to find your peace within. Now, I want to thank you for supporting me with Lisa 6 and 3. And if you don't know what Lisa 6 and 3 is, it is my morning motivation that I do every morning, Monday through Friday on Facebook at 6 a.m. for three minutes. I've been doing it for a year, May 1st, which is today because I pre-record. So I want to thank you for the support for doing that. Now, you can go and follow me on social media at Lisa Dalton on Facebook, Instagram, Dalton.Lisa, Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton, and my website, Finding Peace Within. You can always also find my books there. Um, they're there on my website. You can Google my name, Lisa L. Dalton, and all my books are there for you to order. And I would greatly appreciate it. Yes, I would. Now, you all know we've been talking about I Just Want to Be Me. And today, I really want to talk about how are you able to be you when you're living with someone who um, who, who suffers from depression or who suffers from behaviors that are quite not uh, aligned with that thing with that thing that you uh, like to do with your lifestyle what do you do how do you handle living with someone whose behavior uh, affects you from being yourself and I've done my research on this so I'm not a clinical um person I'm not a psychologist a psychiatrist I am a life coach but I am not a licensed psychologist psychiatrist so I did my research and this is what they say we need to do when we live with people who um, causes us not to be ourselves but as always I like to open up with a short word of prayer Lord, I thank you for this day and I honor your name. I just praise you, O oh God, as that you be with me as I teach this lesson. Let someone who hears it understand that there is always a way of escape and that there is always a way that we can live and still flourish with someone who we care for, who may be dealing with some things that... Um, that they don't quite understand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. So what do you do? How do you handle living with someone who has um, behaviors that's not quite becoming? 
Number one, don't take your partner's behavior personally and don't take it to heart. Don't take it to heart. If your partner's rejecting you emotionally, sexually, or withdrawing is not due to something that you've done or not doing. The depression is the one in the driver's seat. And when you're depressed, sad, and angry, you tend to lash out at other people. And then on the other hand, if your partner is saying or doing hurtful things, you have a right to incite that they stop doing those things. Stop doing those things to you. Stop treating you that way. You don't need to be the punching bag and you don't have to be the punching bag. And I've shared this with you all before in my past. I've been that mean person. I've been the one saying hurtful things to people. But I had to do my spiritual work and I had to find out what it was I was dealing with that was causing me to be mean. I was being mean to the kids in Sunday school and trying to teach them how to sing. That's not good. Who wants to be around a mean, mad person? Nobody, you know. So find out what it is. Find out what it is. And remember, it's not the person, it's the behavior. Number two, educate yourself about depression. It's causes and the different types of depressions. What are the symptoms? What are the treatments? What are the triggers? If this is your first time that either you have had to deal with depression or up close, you've seen it up close, it's really important that you understand the behavior, understand the triggers, understand, oh, this is the depression talking. Let me get right. Is the depression talking or, 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 or is this how you really are? Do your research and don't just take on that whole, it's all about the depression. Because I think a lot of times people really do understand what it is that they're doing. They just don't know how to control it. Number three, be realistic about how much you can help your partner. You cannot cure the depression. You can't buy something. You can't say something. Or do something that would make the depression go away. I don't care how many pieces of clothing or how how many I love you's come or how much I care for you come. None of that helps a depressed person. How do I know? I've been there. There was nothing else to buy to take the depression away. No. So what did I have to do? I had, well, I had to really do my work to realize I was depressed. But you, as the caregiver, are the one who's loving that person. Let's go out to eat. I'll buy you a ring. I'll buy you a car. I'll buy you a house. No, because when you're depressed, none of that stuff matters. None of it. So now you've gone out and gotten into debt and, and invested in some, into something for someone. And they don't know how to receive that. Now you're rejected and you're upset because I did this to make you happy. Well, that won't make me happy. You know why? I don't even know what's going to make me happy. All I know is that's not going to do it because I don't know what happiness is. I don't know even, even know what happiness looks like anymore. Or did I ever know what happiness looks like? Because some depressed people don't even like being around happy people. It makes them upset that you're happy and they're not. And they don't know how to get there. Number three, be realistic about how much you can help your partner because you're a not the cure that was number three we did that one number four ask for help from family and friends it's easy to ask for help when 
someone is sick, you know, um, just came out of the hospital and you need to be there to cook food or change bandages or drive them around or something like that. But when it comes to a person's mental state of mind and you know that they're mean spirited and they're lashing out, it's kind of hard to say, okay, I'll volunteer to help you. It's, that's kind of hard to do. When you know how that person is being treated, it's kind of hard to get someone to come in to say, yes, I will help with you with that. Um, because most people don't want to do that. If they know you are mean spirited, they don't want to be around you. And that's sad to say, because you are, you know, you have some mental problems, but people don't want to help you. People don't want to help you. And so it's hard for the caregiver to even get a break. Number five, you are your partner's caregiver, especially if he or she is profoundly depressed. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You can't have friends. You have to always monitor what you're doing, where you're going, how much noise you're making. That is that you, we really have to begin to think about how much am I capable of sharing and caring for this person. Number six, keep in mind that depression is contagious, contagious. The Bible says evil communicate, com, evil, evil communication does corrupt good manners. And the same thing, if you around depressed people all the time, it's like, man, I got to get out of this house. You're making me depressed. Just looking at you make me depressed. You got to go back to doing those things that you love doing, enjoying. What did you like to do before that person's world fell apart? Now, if you went into it and that person's world was already apart, then that's a whole nother conversation that you probably should have had before you went all the way into it before you said, I do. That's what I'm saying. Before you say I do. And you know they depressed. Okay. You signed up for that. You signed up to be the caregiver. Yes. Sickness and health. We got it. We got it. We understand. So you know that you have the anointing to be that person's caregiver. And you know that there is a possibility that you could become depressed too from just taking care of them. There is a op there is a chance that you could become that depressed person as well. Make sure my camera's still running. Yeah. Number six, number seven, find a therapist for you. Find a therapist for you. I did it. I had to do it because I was going crazy. Thoughts of suicide. That was not going to be a part of my life. Absolutely not. No. And I had to get the help. You know why? I made a decision that I wanted to live. I wanted to live. I had a whole lot to live for. And his name was Ken Adrian. He was my reason for living. If I wasn't going to live for me, I was going to live for him. And I made the choice to live. Number eight, decide what your line in the sand is. Draw the line in the sand. She says, are you staying with your partner no matter what? What if your partner refuses to get help? Bear in mind that this decision is for you alone. You drawing the line in the sand is for you alone. Using it as a threat or ultimatum with a depressed person. If you don't get treatment, I'm leaving. 
is not necessarily going to do anything because you can say that all day. If they don't want to get treatment, they are not getting treatment. If they don't want to go to counseling, they're not going to go to counseling. Well, if you don't, if we don't go to couples counseling, then I'm leaving. They don't care. They don't care if what you say. No, go ahead. I don't want you to be in no way. I don't think I'll be better off without you. <laughs> I, either way, I'm still going to be depressed whether you're here or not. You know, so don't don't say things like that. You know, if you don't do this and I'm going to do that. And then when it don't happen, you still there. Then they you just, you know, they crying wolf. Stop saying stuff like that. Number nine, take care of yourself physically. Exercise. Eat right. Still have your friends. Still have those things that you enjoy doing. You know, if they don't want to go, okay, I'm sorry you don't want to go. But these are the things that I really, really, really enjoy doing. And I like doing them. And it's unfortunate we can't do it together. But I'm still going to do these things that I enjoy doing. I wish you were able to go. But I'm not going to sit here and stay in the house with you. And we both sitting on the sofa looking at the walls. I'm not going to do that. I love you. Mean it. Yes, I do. But I cannot and will not live my life this way. I have a right to be happy too. And if you chose to live your life in a state of depression and not get help. And not get help when it's offered. Then that's a decision you've made for your life. And I can make the decision for my life. Yeah. Let's go over these again. Number one, don't take your partner's behavior personally and don't take it to heart. Number two, educate yourself about depression. It causes the different types, the symptoms, and of course, its treatments. Number three, be realistic about how much you can help your partner. You cannot cure the depression. Number four, ask for help from family and friends. Five, you are your partner's caregiver, especially if he or she is profoundly depressed. Number six, keep in mind that depression is contagious. Seven, find a therapist for you. Number eight, decide what your line in the sand will be. You decide what the line in the sand is. And number nine, take care of yourself physically, physically, emotionally, psychologically take care of your soul take care of your soul take care of you so you can be who you want to be when you be yes i pray that was helpful to you all i pray that you find your your voice again and becoming that authentic person that you want to present to the world now let's close out with a short word of prayer Lord, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for this word. We thank you for this encouragement. And we ask that you give us the courage to do the things that we need to do in order to find that peace that we want within. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you go. Make it a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Mother's Day is on the way, so y'all better go out and buy some gifts. I already made my request known, and I'm expecting my gifts, all right? I love you guys. Thank you again for tuning into Finding Peace Within. You remember to smile, show up, and succeed every day. A, a centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.